The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, technically you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. The day was June 21st, 1893. The Ferris wheel, designed and built by engineer George Washington Gale Ferris Jr., was unveiled to the public at the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago. Its run at the exposition was successful, and though Ferris was not the first to create a huge wheel as an amusement ride, his name has become synonymous with the attraction. The origin of pleasure wheels, as amusement wheels were once known, is unclear. They could have been inspired by ancient water wheels, or they could have originated in Eastern Europe or the Middle East. In a 1620 diary entry by Peter Mundy, the English traveler describes a type of pleasure wheel in present-day Bulgaria. Early fairs had rides similar to the pleasure wheel that weren't quite a wheel, but where passengers would travel around a horizontal axis. There were swings, roundabouts, and ups and downs that were precursors to the Ferris wheel. And in the United States in the 1800s, pleasure wheels were already entertaining fairgoers. A carpenter named William Summers built an observation roundabout that debuted in 1891. And from there, his company went on to build more wheels in New Jersey and New York. But it was at the World's Columbian Exposition where Ferris's wheel made its big debut. 
The exposition, also known as the Chicago World's Fair, was organized to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus's arrival in the Americas. The exposition's director of works, Daniel Burnham, was interested in displaying a feat of engineering that would rival the Eiffel Tower, which was unveiled at the Paris Exposition in 1889. But a bigger tower would not do. It had to be something original, daring, and unique. George Ferris answered the call. At the time, Ferris was a senior partner in a firm that specialized in building steel bridges. He had attended the California Military Academy and got his engineering degree from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in 1881. Ferris had spent many years building tunnels, railroads, trestles, and bridges. He helped promote the story that he came up with the design for the Ferris wheel while at dinner with friends one night. But in reality, there had been many proposals for a will, including one by H.W. Fowler and the aforementioned William Summers. In fact, the Garden City Observation Wheel Company applied for a concession to build a Summers wheel on exposition grounds around the same time Ferris did. Summers' request to build a wheel there was denied, so his company built a wheel outside the exposition grounds. Later, the Garden City Observation Wheel Company sued the Ferris Wheel Company for patent infringement, but the Ferris Wheel Company won the suit. Anyway, when Ferris went to the exposition's Ways and Means Committee with his idea for a giant wheel, his idea was dismissed as ridiculous or impossible. But in late 1892, the fair granted his concession to construct the wheel on the midway. By the time the exposition opened on May 1, 1893, the wheel was not yet complete. On June 9th, the wheel went for a test run without cars. In the following days, cars were hung and loading platforms were completed. Local press members were invited for a trial trip on the wheel. And on June 21st, after speeches from Ferris and other notable people, the wheel began turning to music and much fanfare. The wheel weighed more than 2 million pounds and was 250 feet in diameter. It had 36 passenger cars, and it could carry 2,160 people. An employee was stationed in each car as passengers rode. The ride was two revolutions and 20 minutes long. The wheel was lit by thousands of incandescent light bulbs. The Ferris wheel ran until November of that year. By this time, more than 1.4 million people had paid 50 cents to ride the wheel, adding up to more than $700,000 in gross earnings. In 1894, the Ferris wheel was dismantled, and the year after that, it was reconstructed at a new site. But it failed to prove as successful as before. When George Ferris died of typhoid fever in 1896, he had spent years in litigation over the Ferris wheel profits and was bankrupt. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If there's something that I missed in an episode, you can share it with everybody else on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. But if you haven't gotten your feel of history yet, then you can listen to a new show I host called Unpopular. You already know what Unpopular is about. Just go listen to it. (laughs) Thanks, and we'll see you again tomorrow. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, y'all. It's Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast that flips through the book of history and rips out a page every single day. The day was June 21st, 1905. French philosopher and writer Jean-Paul Sartre was born. He was a major figure in 20th century French philosophy and one of the most well-known intellectuals in the country. Sartre studied psychology, sociology, and the history of philosophy in Paris. While he was at the École Normale, he formed a relationship with Simone de Beauvoir, who would also go on to become a noted philosopher and writer. He spent some time in the French army during World War II and was even taken as a prisoner of war. But he was soon released and returned to Paris. Sartre read Edmund Husserl and Martin Heidegger, studying their phenomenological philosophy. Phenomenology is the philosophical study of the structures of consciousness as experienced from the first-person point of view. Sartre took part in the resistance movement and wrote for underground newspapers. But in 1943, he wrote the first major philosophical work of his career, Being in Nothingness, an essay on phenomenological ontology. In the book, Sartre deals with topics like consciousness, free will, and perception. The book gained popularity after the war and garnered Sartre recognition. There's been debate over Simone de Beauvoir's influence on the book and later developments in Sartre's thought. After the war, Sartre also published novels and articles on literature and politics. Before, Sartre had not been deeply interested or involved in politics. 
but he eventually became more politicized, speaking out on issues like France's presence in Southeast Asia. Over the course of his career, he also co-founded the journal Le Temps Moderne, and he wrote plays, biographies, and an autobiography. He also served as a philosophy professor in universities, and he developed a role as a public intellectual. That said, he began to resent his inevitable acceptance by the bourgeoisie. He often questioned his previously held attitudes and engaged in debate with his earlier works. Sartre embraced communism, but he was never a member of the French Communist Party. He also made clear his opposition to Western capitalism and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, a military alliance between North American and European countries. Sartre continued to write throughout his entire life, building a body of work impossible to condense in any meaningful way. But one of the works important to him was the 1960 book, Critique of Dialectical Reason, in which he expounds on ideas of existentialist Marxism. It wasn't a popular work, though. In 1964, Sartre was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature, but he refused to accept it. He said that he declined to accept official distinctions and did not want to be institutionalized. He also said that he was concerned the award would limit the impact of his writing. In a 1964 interview, Sartre said the following, I discovered abruptly that alienation, exploitation of man by man, undernourishment, relegated to the background metaphysical evil, which is a luxury. Later in life, Sartre participated in demonstrations and marches, and he was vocal about topics like housing and the Vietnam War. Sartre died in 1980. After his death, his daughter authorized the publication of several collections of his letters, like those he wrote to Simone de Beauvoir. Sartre is remembered as one of the foremost intellectual figures of the 20th century. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.